Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by Arch Street Wheel and Tire. And mention the buzz when you buy four tires and you get a free alignment. Now, here's Bart Reed. Well, Hello, I, will, I will say good afternoon, Bart. I, I will say this. I'm sure that it was the pure sweat basketball skills training that Anor Botung got from you that allowed him to go to the 17 and under USA basketball tryouts, right? Well, hey, listen, I appreciate the compliment. I think it's probably a lot of factors, but certainly I have been fortunate enough to spend a lot of time with Honor in the gym. And, wow, guys, what a big, huge deal that is. So for people to really grasp this, we just talked about, you know, that class of 2022 that was – and we had Anthony Black and we talked about Jordan Walsh and Nick deciding not to – this basically takes anything under that. So it's 17U, but this is – Juniors, sophomores, this is a big, huge deal. And I'm so happy for Honor, who is an excellent player, an excellent student, and just an overall great, I think, ambassador to the game of basketball and what it kind of represents now. So he's got a huge chance. What I can tell you is, Randy, we will be spending a lot of time in the gym to get ready to be going to training camp, which is June the 18th, I think, through the 25th in Colorado Springs. So there definitely will be some things to do and get accomplished if he's going to go in as prepared as he possibly can to make that final roster as well. What will be the things that you will work on in specifically with honor? Yeah, so it really you drill it down to the smallest of details. And for a player as good as honor is, you're really digging deep and trying to get really specific. So, We'll be doing a lot of ball handling and specific ball handling to how he creates separation. And he's so explosive. He's just another level of athlete. Um, you know, I, I liken him to LeBron James. He's that type of explosive. And teams collapse oh, on wow. him in the lane. So it's, yeah, no, his guy is an absolute another level athlete. So it's ball handling with specific pickups in the lane to get through traffic to go around the big, but also to avoid the guards that are swiping at the ball. So it'll be a lot of game-specific ball handling. We'll continue to work on his shooting, and Honor's done some great things with his shooting. He's a great decision-maker. Uh, so, really, he understands the game at a high level. And But his attack lines will be really downhill. Sometimes he wants to get lateral uh, a little too far, so we're going to try to change that and get as downhill as he possibly can and utilize that speed and strength and skill in the open court, getting straight downhill to the rim. Right, we're, we're, we're trying not to put these guys in uh, uh, superstar status as of yet. And what I mean sure. by that is uh, I want you to make a comparison, if you can, Isaiah Joe. Uh, then you've got uh, a young man last year that was – yeah, he was okay for Arkansas. He's now with Golden State. Um, sure. I mean, where, where do you where do you put honor in this particular hierarchy? Well, it's 
it's unique because honor a lot like a, a little bit like Nick Smith. You know, some of these guys, as we talked about, like Bryson Warren was probably is a great player. Bryson was probably ranked in the second grade, so everyone has been aware of his overall prowess on on the basketball court. Honor and Nick took a little bit of a different route, guys. Nick Smith didn't even start on an Arkansas Hawks team as a seventh grader. He came off the bench, <laughs> and he continued to develop and just got more and more skill. Honor was a little bit of the same way. He was not on anyone's, I say, national radar, really until going into that freshman season, that ninth grade summer, and just exploded. So his overall ranking now is probably not representative of how great he is, but I'll say this. He, he reminds me, it's just so hard to put it to a hog where you get, because you know, Isaiah Joe and, and, and Moody are so great on the perimeter, but they don't have honors explosiveness to the rim. So picture this, the best comparison I can make. He is a little bit taller version of Note, how Note got to the rim. He you know how Note just relentlessly could get in the rim get to the rim. Uh-huh. And he's going to finish almost like a Corliss Williamson finish. So if you kind of put it in comparison, it's really a combination of but those two players come to mind and the strides that he's made with his shot. I can't state that enough. And Honor's had several people working on his shot, and he's done some really great things. His ability to hit that shot in transition off the dribble has taken him to another level. So you have to honor that shot. I think where he can really get improvement, and then you can kind of put him in that, NBA possible first-round draft pick area is off catch and shoot. And, Randy, we've talked about this so much during Razorback season. It's knowing when you're open. So many times these kids want to put the ball down to create space, but they already have it. So getting shot recognition and understanding space is something we'll work on as well. If he gets that down, watch out, because he is every bit in that kind of Nick Smith to – Moses Moody type of kind of in between that if you were looking at a draft pick because this kid can flat play. Part the one thing that it, it seems like it may take, I, I'm not sure even in the early stages of their collegiate career, but one of the things that, that I see so often is the inability to use the offhand. Uh, how is honor in regards to using his offhand. In other words, whether it's dribbling, uh, I mean, yeah. I hate it when, uh, you know, you'd go through the early drills in, in um, junior high and even high school, and you had to do those left-handed layups. I hated them. But, yep. Um, yep. Yep. but what about what about Honor? How, how's, how's he in using his offhand? Because to me, that's, that's kind of what starts separating uh, the kids is the ability – I mean, it's one thing to do a crossover, another thing to go behind your back, yeah. but to really be able to use that left hand, your off hand, if you're right-handed, and be able to either drive with it or uh, just simply uh, be able to control the basketball effectively, control it. and yeah. that is with your with yeah. your off hand. So it's a huge deal, Randy, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up because Nick Smith and I were were just discussing. We actually had to find ways to get him to go back right because he loved going left so much because his left hand was so strong. You're seeing now defenses, even with my fancy team, my girls team, we lock players left. We're pushing left automatically because of the inability to use that left hand. 
Honor is very Bart, active Bart, with his left Bart, hand. Hold, Bart, yes, hey, hold on. You may not can hear the music. We'll take a break. Back with more in just one moment. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Marcus Elliott, Ray Tucker, I'm Randy Rainwater. Joined again by... It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by Arch Street Wheel and Tire. And mention the buzz when you buy four tires and you get a free alignment. Now, here's Bart Reed. Hey, hey Randy, Randy. Yes, sir. Emmy and I have been on this show. How many years have you been on here, Marcus? I've been 20-something. We don't have an oh, intro. Yeah. We don't have an intro yeah, like that. We don't have an intro <laughs> like that. Ray, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> well... Um, hmm, I guess it says a lot, doesn't it? I guess that says volumes, huh? <laughs> yeah, the trash can's right over here, Randy. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> uh, Bart, you were, you were talking, minus uh, Ray's interruption there. Uh, you were talking before the break about the use of the offhand and how your ladies, you've yeah. incorporated that basically into, uh, your game yeah. philosophy on how you want to attack your opponent. Yeah. So even at the eighth grade, and we have a really fantastic team, but we're 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 giving up some almost left free left-handed layups, inviting them to go left. So you know, at the college level, where analytics have basically they're overriding even coaching judgment, and they're just going straight off analytics to develop a scouting report. That the struggles that a lot of players have left hand so the one thing i could say for all this stuff you can do a lot from a training perspective you could do a lot of drills and a lot of practice work where you're not having to use your right hand put the ball in your left hand take basic dribbles i tell some of my kids sometimes we're only throwing left-handed passes today well you'd be surprised how quickly the left hand can develop but for players like honor we really want to put a focus on going left because left is a side where it puts your shooting shoulder on the rim as a right-handed player. So it tends to be a quicker release and a shot that they can hit more consistently if the dribble allows them to get there. So anything that we're doing right from a training perspective, we're going to do left as well, too. So it has to balance itself out, but it's definitely something that you have to work on because you have to have a full bag when you're trying to play at the level that Honor's trying to play on. What seems to be the range that is the most overlooked and I guess you'd say underused, if that's the right way to say it, but is it the 12-foot shot? Is it the uh, bank shot from maybe the side? Uh, I know that uh, you'll see every once in a while, maybe probably more than – I give credit for it when you see a driving layup and they actually use the uh, the backboard. But we're seeing so many yep. now that wanting to go with that little finger roll or that little floater. But what what is the shot, Bart, that uh, is most underappreciated right now? Is it the 12-footer? 
Well, listen, Ray, would it shock you if I said the entire mid-range game now? I mean, it's almost gotten to that point. So, a really quick story. Two summers ago, I did a three-on-three, which I'll do three-on-three with some restrictions, like you can only take threes or drives. I said, okay, guys, we're going to 10. You can only take mid-range shots. Well, I finally watched them pass for about five minutes, and I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go score and get this thing started. They, cause they didn't have a feel for what's a mid-range. What's a late, like That's how far we've gone away from, quote-unquote, the 12-foot jump shot, the 15-foot pull-up. If you want to be specific, it's, all, it's basically threes and layups. That's the way they're looking at it. I think anything going left for a right-handed player, your shoulders on the rim naturally protecting the ball, anything pulling up, that quick pull-up that's right inside – uh, right above the free throw line, and anything in that hollow area to the low part of the wing, which, Randy, would be your 12-foot spot, uh-huh. for a right-hander going left and a left-hander going right where their shoulder is dead on the rim and you can quick release is a shot that is not taken near enough. Uh, but really, it's the entire game. We don't even take really rat- practice reps mid-range, and so it's almost just a forgotten art. So you're having to reteach it all over again. So a lot of this newer generation – They've never really used the mid-range. So it's really unfortunate because it's an efficient way to score, be productive, and, and get you some minutes on the court for whatever team you're playing for. You know how much we have, and I say we, but as a fan and maybe uh, maybe even coaches, but as, as I'm watching the NBA playoffs and I'm watching the outlet pass and all of a sudden the ball hits the hands of, Steph Curry, and he doesn't try to take it to the rack. He stops and pops, but he's stopping and popping behind the three-point line. And your first instinct, no matter how great of a shooter that he is, Steph Curry, but your first almost initial reaction is, what are you doing? I mean, uh, Steph, that's not a good shot. Well, for him, it's a great shot. Because he's knocking most right. of them down. But uh, yeah. to me, that that is another one of those, kind of like what you're talking about. Uh, of course, that's beyond the three, which falls in that category. He's not taking the ball down inside the lane, stopping and popping from 10, 12, 15, even 15 feet. He's pulling it up beyond yeah. the three-point line. But it, it is that, that, that pull-up jumper, almost anywhere, though, Bart, again, seems to be something that the players simply are just not working on, that open transition, stop and pop. Yep. And, Randy, to the point, it's gotten to be so almost irrelevant to games. We, we were in the Adidas Championship three years ago, and I played a great shooting team. Randy, we ran them off the line with no help. And the, my players were like, so we're not helping off. And I said, no, we're not. So we're giving a mid-range shot. Yes. They're so used to even when they get in the mid-range, Randy, it's for driving kick only. They're not even thinking about shots. They just want to get in the lane to pass out. And when you take that away, they almost are lost because they don't know the areas to stop. They don't know the areas that are open. My thing is this, NBA playoffs, college basketball, the uncontested shot, the most uncontested shot is the highest percentage shot. So whether that's mid-range or threes, and I understand the, the three has a certain amount of value, but if I was a young player right now, I'd be teaching teaching my young players or my kids how to stop and pop or find those you soft know, spots mid-range. 
Now, Bart, Bart, I, I, I think you're, I think you're correct, but I, I don't think this is on the kids anymore. I think the, you said it earlier, Bart. I think, Bart, I think the analytics. I've, what I've heard is that that the analytics and what the teams are doing now, what we're seeing in the NBA, is that teams feel like if they hit more threes versus the twos. Yeah. Therefore, they're taking more threes, mm-hmm. and their offenses are set up uh, from an analytical standpoint to do that. And certainly, the players are, quite frankly, at, at those levels being coached that way. That's exactly right. That's why Russell Westbrook wasn't asked to come back in Houston because they devalued the mid-range shot. Because they, yeah, so absolutely, I think Marcus. What our my thing is the, the at the professional level, they can hit a higher percentage of contested shots. At the lower levels, that's not the case. So I think your game can expand from there, but I absolutely agree. And the numbers do support some more threes. And so it's three-year layup game that we're in now. But certainly it sure could help these kids to understand just spacing and, and shot creation and when you can get a shot and certainly the driving angles that you want to get to on the court is still relevant to whatever level you're on. Well, and here's the thing. You know, I can shoot a hundred threes, and I'm probably going to hit three percent of them. So that that right. that's I'm never going to get much better at that. So I've got to find another way to impact the game. And what you're saying is, these kids that aren't three point shooters need to develop that mid range game game so they can help that's a team it. on any yep. level. Listen, Debo's practically a mid range player and doing pretty well at it. And so there is a market for that type of player out there mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, you're right, Mark. All right, I'm going to try to squeeze this in real quick. This is from our Asher Record Service Company. Live in feedback. Chris says, does Bart think the Warriors have a chance still? I tried to tell Bart. I tried to tell Rick before it ever got, you know, started, but they wouldn't listen to me. If they go down three to one, is it over? Yeah, it, well, it's already over, Chris. I can tell you that. Don't hey, listen to Bart. Very well come, don't listen to Bart when it, it comes to making predictions anymore. Hey, Randy, though, you got to give me credit. I took my medicine. I, I texted you last night and said it might be over. So, <laughs> Golden State has a chance. They need to come out and win tonight. And if they don't, it's over. I'm surprised Thank how much you, they're 